0: Welcome to Fans of the Forge, where we are recapping Season 6, Episode 5, the Hussar Sabre. Mm-hmm. So, this week, our contestants were Brian Havelich, um, or Evelich something yeah, like some, that. Something like, something that. like, that. I, like yeah. that, yeah. Uh, he is a part-time smith with one year of experience and a full-time minister from, well, Connecticut, mm. nearby. Okay. Yeah, How about that? Uh, then we have Deek Parker, who's 19 years old and is a part-time smith with nine years of experience. And he got into knife making because his dad complained that he was using up all the internet. And uh, I believe he said his dad threw his Xbox down the stairs. Yeah, so that's so it. great household. Yep, <laughs> really a stable. Um, Jk, I don't know what that's all about. But uh, you know, <laughs> I don't think any, I think an Xbox flying down the stairs is, is anything good.
1: And leading the kid into knife making.
0: Yeah, you know, well, I mean... We got him out of the house. He didn't true. have an Xbox uh, to play anymore. Outside. He's got unique roots there. <laughs> um, <laughs> unique backstory. So then we move on to Eric Ratliff, who is a part-time smith with three years of experience, who is also a tattoo artist and musician. Mm-hmm. And finally, we have Don Bubba Cantrell, who is a part-time smith with four years of experience. So round one, Will Willis... You know, you have a table covered, and he says, you know, we've given you guys all different types of metals, blah, blah, blah. Here you go. Whips off the cape, whatever, and they have every type of metal you can imagine, and they are asked to make a canister Damascus using all these different types of metal. They have to use four within their can. And that's, that's a
1: lot. Yeah, it is a lot. But they're tiny bits.
2: They are tiny, and... As long as they're somewhat similar, then hopefully you can get a couple that might forge together properly or e- more easily, like if you know your metal compositions and stuff that right maybe,
0: so they had like what bearings, fish hooks, chains of different types Spring. Um, Spring. squares, Rebar. springs, yeah all sorts yeah. of shit so uh Brian uh goes for ball bearings, roller bearings, spring steel and rebar to make a drop point recurve blade. Um he uh lines his canister with whiteout ahead of time and while that is drying, he's cleaning off the steel he's going to put inside there. So that's, you know, a good point. Let that shit dry. Yeah, you know.
2: And it's better to clean off the metal. Yep. Yeah, that's going to be All great. good
1: things.
0: All good for forge building properly. Um and then when he took his can out, after he, it was all set, the weld should have set, the can popped right off, like yeah. it's supposed to, and he had a great belt to work with. You don't see that very often. No. no usually like,
1: there's some kind of problem. Yeah. It
0: came off like nothing. I mean, it's just like it was almost empty. It just like dropped. It, it was, was almost perfect. as if he had used a paper towel to wrap it. Right so <laughs> <why> now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then Brian gets some thermocycling done and goes for a quench. However, after the quench, he picked up a decent warp Ooh, yeah. uh, with that blade. It was and like a seesaw. Yeah, it was it was a big mm-hmm. curve, and you're just kind of pushing on it. Didn't really show him doing much to correct it in this round. Mm-hmm. So moving on to Deke, uh, he went with ball bearings, fish hooks, uh, bike chains, and W1 to make a drop point buoy. Uh, he put liquid white in his canister, uh, but then added 1095 powder, before the whiteout could dry. Yep. Um, however, he did get some kudos for adjusting his tongs, which is not something normally seen on the show. And I think Dave said, yeah, a lot of guys struggle with their tongs.
1: Rather than just adjusting them to fit.
0: Right. So it was good to see him, you know, going for that. This kid seemed to know his stuff. He, yeah, he did. Um, it, however, he did spend 30 to 45 minutes trying to cut off the canister. True. So, so he did forget about the whiteout. If he had let it dry, it might have done a little bit more that, for him. And once it was open, he sees that a lot of there's a lot of cracks in his billet, and um, he's like, "Well, you know, to know if it's good, if it's worth using, I'm just gonna whack it a couple times." He had it in a vise, and it just kind of broke apart easily. So he had to start over with another canister. At least he checked
2: it. Yeah. Right?
0: Because mm-hmm. there's been times where guys
2: have just gone with it, and then it wasn't until they are like, starting to grind, they see
0: these giant cracks. And well, he, he saw the crack. I wonder if, you know, he if he threw it back in the forge to actually start drawing it out, if it would have just, like, blown apart at that point, too. So, you know, but at least it didn't waste time heating it up. Right. To figure that out. Uh, he then decided to leave the can on and would grind off the mild steel later instead of trying to get that thing off. So... Makes sense. It's a, that's a common way yeah. to do that. Uh, so for Eric, he had never made Canister Damascus before and decided to make a Tonto. Okay. Not criticizing, but I saw a few comments on the
2: Facebook today uh-huh. that said it is season six and Damascus has been a <laughs> pretty prevalent uh, competition thing or challenge that they right. have to do.
1: Particularly canister. Particularly canister. canister,
2: Yes. So, you'd think you'd maybe practice it at least once, like after you submit the application to be like, "Hey, I might actually get on the show. Maybe I should try out a canister mask." Maybe just get a
0: little. Yeah. But valid, valid. That's something I would probably say. It Depends. You know, people.
2: (laughs) You know, just looking at how long it's taking me to get this shop up and going, right? (laughs) And I would love to be out there working, but it's taking a long time because mm-hmm. of the weather and all this other stuff. So maybe people don't have as much time to get into the Forge. Maybe, you know, if you're a hobbyist and you're, you know, signing up for the show, mm-hmm. you only get in as much time as you normally can get in. It's It could be tough to get those extra hours. So you're hours.
0: standing up for them. I am. All right. Well, don't go on a show without trying to make a can. I will take that into consideration. Right. okay. Uh, so, um, he appeared to grab fish hooks, uh, files, horseshoes, and some square stock for his canister. Uh, he did have some trouble with the welder and would, not you know, it 19 year old D comes over, helps him out and sets him up. And, uh, so, you know, further a little bit later, he opens up his can and sees that not all the welds held. And he had about seventy-five minutes left, but wasn't sure if he would have to start over or if he could just cut the bad parts out. Mm-hmm. So he decided to cut the billet, stack it, throw it in the forge to weld it, and press it into usable billet. However, the reworked billet still had a bunch of cracks in it. Come to find out, uh, so Eric decides to start over with a new canister with very minimal time, like left. Right. Yeah, it was. That was tough. Yeah. Uh, moving on to Bubba. Also, never done a canister before. <laughs> so he, he went with bike chain, chainsaw chain, saw blades, and large cubes to make a clip point hunter. Um, That's an interesting choice. You choose the chains, like mm-hmm. the
2: bike chain and the chainsaw chain, you know are going to be oiled up a little bit, right? And probably dirty.
0: Most likely.
2: There had to have been easier materials to, to well, pick from.
0: You know, I... They show somebody as like grabbing because they had the little jars of stuff. So I, I don't know if how they were on the table. Yeah. His, when it, his position when he got to the table, if that was right in front of him, he just grabbed it. Who knows? But yep. Anyhow, um, once the top of the can opened up, and you can see the cubes didn't weld properly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he started over, and this time used smaller cubes. And somehow, when he's loading the can, right, he's got. just the metal in there There, a a fire breaks out (laughs) and so he's like i don't know where where the sparks came from i don't know why this stuff is on fire he's and he's like i'm just gonna go to a welding he walked
1: away he walked away
0: (laughs) like there's there's a fire on this table and he just walked
2: away and was it whiteout was on fire the
1: the liquid yeah it was
2: all the liquid paper whiteout
0: was all just lit up yeah
1: how did it start, though? We don't know. He doesn't know either.
0: He's like, I don't know wh- how the sparks happen, but like, <laughs> there's, there's nothing there. All of a sudden,
1: it's on fire. He walks away. <laughs>
0: he walks away. Okay. To weld up his can. So a crew member comes by, fire puts that fire up. So while welding his can, it starts to shoot out sparks. Right. All right. There's sparks and flame. Yeah. Both fires are put out by a crew member using an extinguisher. <laughs> Huzzah! Like someone else did this fire extinguisher for you. Like what? What? What happened? I don't know. Like,
1: <laughs> and and is it that guy's job to just be ready with an extinguisher, or oh, was someone like, "Hey,
2: there's definitely got to be people on set at all time that are like the safety
0: crew in case something goes wrong
1: because yeah. they are
2: using gas forges and, and all this right. other stuff."
0: Well, now we know that they have to be on high alert when there's out in the room because. <laughs> who knows I, I don't feel safe in my house <laughs> I gotta find my little white white out canisters and uh, lock them. throw them out days. I gotta throw them out in the yeah, snow throw them out there
2: get a chemical storage locker yeah. it could be good you know a nice hazmat solid, I'll call hazmat yeah, hazmat
0: that works Yeah, one of those would probably keep you safe from the white out so I right? would hope so Yeah. <laughs> alright so moving on to judging uh, Brian had a significant warp but overall it was well done uh, D had a nice shape with an aggressive point, but kind of a small handle. Uh, Eric's was uh, had very large chunks of steel and did not meet parameters of being a blade. And if you saw this thing, it it didn't look good. No, no, know. it was just cracks and it just wasn't.
2: It was starting to maybe be billet shaped a little.
0: I, I mean, but it was. It, had like a form, but like there was these big cracks going up yeah. from like where the edge would be. Mm-hmm. Um, Bubba had a slight delamination, possibly from leaving the canister on that was lined with the whiteout. So because he left that canister on and it had whiteout in it, it caused a delamination. This little delamination part. Mm-hmm. Um, so Eric ended up getting a boot because what he turned in wasn't a knife.
1: Yes. So surrender your steel what they say. Yeah. <laughs> so round two, uh, they have to attach a handle and a guard. Brian decides to use the torch to remove the warp and gets a good result from it. He gets his blade sharpened enough where it will remove hair but does not want to test. And we have Like Bubba. We'll get to that in a second. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, did they say the tests beforehand? I think they did. They did. did. Mm-hmm. So they're going in knowing that they're going to have
0: a paint can paint stab can and, and apple chop slice. and an apple slice oh, yeah. right
1: in that order so they have to yep. go through the paint cans then they're gonna have to slice the apples so they were trying to keep that in mind as they structured their blades um deke works on making the handle a bit wider to make up for the lack of steel in the handle area and while hammering pins a handle scale breaks and he decides to use epoxy to put it back together instead of just creating a new scale. And then he also had a gap in between his guard and the handle, and he had to, like, fill that in with another piece. It ended up looking nice. wasn't he pouring,
2: like, epoxy? Pretty much everywhere. Anywhere to, like, round the gap to help fill (laughs) it in? Yeah.
1: Well, he had, so he had the guard, he had the scales, then he had this other piece that he shoved in there and a spacer, and then he's like, yeah, just get some epoxy on there. (laughs) Get it all in the gaps. Right um. So Bubba works on the guard and decides to weld it on, knowing that the judges wouldn't like it. So he's like, "Yeah, they're not going like no, to like, like it, but I'm going to uh, do it.
0: All right, that's what I'm going to do. Um,
1: because of the other smiths having trouble with their handles, Bubba decides to go for a paracord-wrapped handle. Smart idea. Smart idea. And they were complimenting his style in doing that. He, like, knows how to do it. He started yeah. doing it the right way. In the past, we've seen some haphazard paracord handles because usually they're rushed but this was planned and he did a nice job um then he decides to test his blade before because he decides if it's gonna break I want it to be by my hand right <laughs> so he grabs a block of ash and the whole time Ben's like no 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 <laughs> yeah. this is such a no um displeases Ben for destroying a good piece of ash. <laughs> um, his test went fairly well, only taking a small roll on the edge. But and, yeah, he
2: went right back and cleaned that up. Was, yeah. uh, at least mm-hmm. he had some confidence going in.
1: Meanwhile, Brian's looking at him like, well, I'm not going to do I'm that. I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> so then they go for the testing. And by now, oldest one had gotten home from school. So we're watching this and she's like, whoa. Very much like this whole paint can thing. Yeah. She also <laughs> liked um Eric's Mohawk. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, Brian, the blade held up, but the handle's blocky and the finger well kind of keeps the hand away from the guard. Deke, the edge held up, but handle is really small. And then we get to the last one and, and you know, our kid, she's watching, oh, it's red, and then it's white paint. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I think it's gonna be blue paint. <laughs> And it was. Um, Bubba, some edge rolling, but well done. Ben comes away looking like a Jackson Pollock. (laughs) You
0: should look pretty good.
2: I like that. (laughs) Yeah, it was nice.
1: So then we go on to the apple slice, where Brian had a good sharp edge near the handle, but not as sharp in the middle, and it caused some apples to fracture and break away. Um, For Deke, part of the cuts were clean, but there are some parts of the blade that aren't sharp. And then Bubba, the first quarter of the apple is cut, but the rest is fractured. So there's an edge, but not entirely sharp edge. Bubba gets the boot because it took the most damage during the strength test and suffered in the sharpness test.
2: So we move into round three. These two smiths will have to make an Austro-Hungarian hussar saber. It's a swift and deadly weapon carried by the hussar, an elite cavalry unit dating back to the 15th century. Features a slight curve for slashing, influenced by Turkish and Persian weaponry. And they had to have it be, uh, be, be between 30 and 32 inches. The handle must include a knuckle bow, a back strap, and langets. <laughs> or is it langets?
1: Depends on who you ask.
2: Langets. <laughs> so for Brian, on day one, he starts off by saying, this is three times longer than anything I've made before. Um, he uses the press to help work the blade into the proper shape because he was having some difficulty hammering it and getting the thing right, to right. the proper curve that he wanted, mm-hmm. and the press worked out pretty right, well for him. he put him.
1: it up on these little block things to help make the curve happen. Yep. So that was cool.
2: Yeah, it was neat. For day two, he MacGyvered up yeah. his words, his gas forge onto a table in line with his coal forge so that he could heat up the blade for his quench and have all of it being heated at the same time which it's interesting it seemed i i wanted to say dangerous but it's already both on fire so i guess it doesn't really yeah. Yeah, not dangerous but it must be difficult
0: to keep them the same temperature i would say so but he seemed to have it under control so yeah it's true and then for day 4
2: he decided to make his lingeries as crosses instead of vertical posts amen <laughs> I was a little confused, <laughs> not not because of the crosses, but because of the the way the crosses would be displayed when using it. Mm. Like if it's in a sheath, the crosses are facing up.
1: So they're upside down?
2: But if you're using it, the crosses are upside down, which is generally the I opposite thought, of what of you're going too, for there. I thought <laughs> of that too when
1: he put it on, because when you turn them upside down, doesn't that mean something completely different? Yeah, that's mm. not good
2: things. So I was a little concerned about that. But
0: whatever, bring it to a ghost concert or something. Yeah, like that. a ghost concert, yeah. you'd
2: fit right in with a sword
1: with that on it. There you it. go.
0: Yeah, that'd be good.
2: <laughs>
1: bring a sword to a concert?
2: Well, don't oh. bring don't oh, bring any weapons you know. to concerts. <laughs> anyway, we move on to Deke, and in day one for him, he had lots of hand forging to do, and he pondered just how this blade got its name. Right, and it's
0: just kind of. He's like, who who decided I'm gonna? It's gonna be called the Austro-Hungarian, you know, Saber. Yeah,
1: the Austro-Hungarian. Yeah, the people that made it. <laughs> yes,
2: uh, So on day three, he was working on his handle setup, and he was using brake cleaner to clean up some of the residue, and it just ate away at the epoxy yeah. that was holding his scales together. Whoops. Oops. And so he ended up having to remake that two more times. Yes. Because the second attempt also just didn't hold up. When he went to take the clamps off, it was delaminating. So happened on day four. That was on day four, yes. Uh, decided to reconfigure the handle, but delaminates during grinding. That's what happened. But his final attempt goes pretty well. Yeah. No day five for either one of them, so... Yeah, it almost like fit and finish. Pretty much, yeah. Polishing it up. So we go back into the forge for testing. We had a dug pig carcass kill test for Brian. He had a very forward balance, but it cuts deep. Like those were good looking cuts, uh, but it will kill. And then for Deke, he had a very good balance. Mm -hmm. It was a little further back. It made it much easier to swing the weapon and control it. He had a very nice use of the fuller as well that kind of mm-hmm. helped reduce the weight and him an advantage there. He also will kill. For the strength test, there was the lance chop being done by David Baker. So, I don't know. This test seemed a little weird to me. I mean, I get it. It's like you're – it's it's, them, but yeah, it, I
0: mean, it's. Uh, it just seemed like a little bit of a ind- janky setup. Indicative of what it would be going up against in that era as, you know, cavalry wielders. But, yeah, I mean, it just, you know, hidden sticks with it. Yeah. So, it was what whatever. It was. it was fine. It was a
2: test. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, as they all are.
2: <laughs> so, for Brian, his blade held up well, but it was a little heavy. And um, he Mm. did have an issue Mm -hmm. with those Langees. His upside down crosses (laughs) (laughs) were cutting into Dave's hand. Uh, Yeah, so those crosses. Those crosses, they uh, cut into Dave's hand. Yeah. And you never want to hurt a judge. That's never a good thing. For Deke... For his lineage chop, there was a little bit of glinting on the blade, but no rolls. It was still a sharp blade, and Dave also loved the balance. And then for the sharpness test, it was a hide slice being performed by Doug. And Brian's cut through like nothing. Yeah. When I first saw it, I was like, that must be a really weak-ass test, right? Like, it's just cutting Yeah, it it did so well. I was like,
1: what kind of test is this? Yeah, it was no
2: problem. But then Deke goes up with His and or Doug goes up with Deeks, and it doesn't even do anything like on the first no, it one, it didn't look good. And then the second one kind of cut a little, and then the third one finally did cut in, but it wasn't these long slashes that uh, Brian yeah, had gotten. No. So was,
0: that last one was maybe a foot long, that yeah. It. Yeah, so it
2: was really, um, really deceiving, I guess. Mm. I, I thought it was yeah. easier than that, but anyway, it still will cut just a little bit, a little bit. And uh, so from there, it all comes down to the judge's decision of Deke winning. Dave mm. Baker's dating
1: hands. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so Brian's handle construction hurt the user and was too forward heavy. Yeah. And that was it. That's what did him in.
1: I feel like anytime time you see a judge draw blood, that's it.
2: Yeah, I think so. That's, that's a tough one.
0: But. amen <laughs> so
2: congratulations to Deke on your win I I like this episode like you know some of the last season's episodes are kind of getting to be a drag and the same thing yeah. over and over again but this felt it was good it was a nice
0: one um, I liked for some reason I liked all the different medals being out there for them to use for Damascus mm-hmm. and uh, yeah I mean there's some drama but you know most part pretty good solid it was a solid episode yeah. can't complain so i guess that's it thanks everybody
2: yeah. for watching um, remember to like and subscribe to our channel and if you are a new subscriber and are wondering what the hell it is these people
0: are doing on your screen this
2: is what we normally this I'm is what do. we do <laughs> so, and
0: listen keep your white out somewhere safe cuz it will just catch fire it's very dangerous. You use the tape. You ever see the tape? The tape whiteout. Oh, yeah. yeah. That stuff's little, great. I love those. The little rolling. Yeah. Thing. You just you just t- roll it out. It's done. You don't have to wait, wait for it to dry. If okay, you're not
1: pressing hard enough and you lift it up, it peels. and It gets everywhere.
2: Is it made from the same exact stuff as liquid white out? Because wouldn't it still mm. then be flammable if it, if it was the same material?
0: Um, I don't think it is. Okay. Could be wrong. We can try it out. That's an experiment.
2: We'll just Let's do it. it out. See what yeah. All right.
0: We'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. All right.
2: Anyway, thank you again for all of the recent subscribers to the channel. Yeah. Um, Appreciate it. <laughs> so <laughs> that's the video. Um, thank you for watching, and we'll catch you very soon, actually, with another Tour de Forge ah, video. Yes. Good night. See you. Bye. Yeah, I don't think we're gonna keep any of this yeah. in the episode. Maybe like for down the line when we do Fans of the Forge After Dark. And, ooh,
1: it's Halloween! A thing? Get back for Halloween.